0: What's going on everybody? Hello again and welcome back to another episode of The Welch Report with me, John luc Make some noise, clap it up, get excited wherever you are. We are back with another edition of The Greatest Show on all the globe, The Welch Report. We got a jam-packed episode like we always do on today's show. Roller with Robs, Robbs, Barroso of the vacant super lightweight title with actuality Tony Meeks Robson. so we're going to talk about that fight what is where how good actually is Rolly Romero as well as Devin Haney virtual person on check are happening this Saturday the chess match of the year getting an excited anticipated belt for the undisputed lightweight title and it's going to be something to behold in my opinion I'm going to give you my breakdowns on who's going to win why they're going to win the matches for each fighter as well as what's going to happen down the road after this fight. Oh, it's going to be a tantalizing, it's going to be a tantalizing show that we got in store for you, that I got in store for you. And we're going to make it all happen right here, right now. Just remember, for those who are watching on YouTube and just whoever's listening on Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, and every podcasting platform for YouTube, leave a like on the video, comment, thoughts, and opinions, subscribe to the channel, and share the video to everybody with everybody that you know, so that we can make this empire of a channel grow and flourish and thrive for the betterment of you, the viewer listener, because you absolutely deserve it. And I love what I do for you, the people. So now that we got all these superstitious plugs, nice of these out the way, we gotta talk about what's going on in the world of boxing, because we have to step into the ring. That's right. Let's get it started. Ring the bell. Let's start a fight. It's time to go. Round one underway. And then right round one, we, we have to talk about this. What in the world happened in that fight? This was an absolute egregious stoppage for Roland Romero. That fight between Roller Romero and Israel Barroso was absolutely horrible, all because of how it ended. Barroso gets stopped. Be in, in, in a fluke stoppage by Tony Weeks in a fight that he was winning on all the scorecards, my scorecard included. Every single judge had him up, and if, if it had kept going, he would have probably won a majority decision. Uh, no, a unanimous decision if it went to decision, and by, at worst, a split, a, a majority decision. At worst a majority decision. That's what would have happened. But got robbed. And this is exactly what I hate about the sport of boxing. This every time the sport of boxing has something great going on. Every time the sport of boxing has something going, going for itself, going well, happening in the world. With Ryan Garcia and Tank Davis actively having a phenomenal big field fight with Tyson Fury versus Usyk and Joshua versus Wilder potentially happening, allegedly happening, in December. At least that's what talks are saying right now. And boxing seemingly lined up to have great fight after great fight after reaching a major milestone, which is young, talented, hyped up fighters actively fighting each other in their prime, which normally doesn't happen. Every time we get a situation where everything looks like smooth sailings ahead, What happens, something like this happens and takes off the spotlight of boxing in terms of what's happening for the good of the sport and turns it into the dark side of boxing. What always happens with the sport, which is corruption, greed, and out and out, just horrible decision making on the world of boxing, whether it's by promoters, whether it's by fighters, or whether it's by judges, and referees in this situation. Understand this about Barroso, if you don't know who Barroso is. Ismael Barroso is a brother who's 40 years old, 77% knockout rate, 24 wins, I believe four losses and two draws, 22 by way of knockout, if I remember correctly. In fact, let me just make sure, fact check myself, because I know what I'm talking about. I just don't want to rob nobody of the credit they deserve. Yep, that's right, 22 KOs, 24 wins, four losses and two draws. The but it's a knockout artist in the division and has been vying for this chance Often, for a very long time. He's not a highly rated fighter, understandably so. But he got put into the fray because he was a late replacement for another fighter who was supposed to fight. And on a couple weeks notice, the brother came in and said, I'll do it. And put up the fight of his life against William Merrill. And it was actively dominating the fight. Yes, he was. He was winning that fight by every sense of the word. Was aggressive, was moving forward, was landing shots. William Merrill wasn't getting anything off. He was actively winning that fight. And and put mind you, Barroso had put Role Romero down in the third and had never actually been put down in the fight. The only time he got he got dropped, quote unquote, in terms of Barroso, was the fact that when Roly Romero stiff armed him to the ground, not from a punch, but from literally pushing him to the ground. That's the only time that's the only amount of success that Roly Romero really had in that fight and it wasn't until and i mind you mind you winning that fight all the way up until round nine when the fight got stopped in tony weeks for some no good reason had the nerve to stop the fight when a punch didn't even land on Barroso. Barroso was winning the fight roley mario at this point probably needed a knockout if he had gone two more rounds to win the fight actually he probably wouldn't need to knockout out regardless of whether it went to the decision or not at this point in time in the ninth round and he, he he tony weeks folded tony weeks had one of the weakest stoppages i have ever seen from a referee it made no sense whatsoever the fact that tony weeks mind you tony weeks this is a brother who's let badu jack go and fight. With one of the worst gashes I've seen down the middle of his forehead in a long time. If you look closely, you can still see the remnants of that fight to this day when you watch Badu Jack fight. And it makes no sense at all when Barroso didn't get hit, didn't get touched, ducked under the punch, and Tony Weed stops the fight. Mind you, Barroso had landed two big bombs on Roly Romero. After Roley Mary tried to up the aggression after the first knockdown. And, R- and Roley was the one that was getting the, the, the worst of the blows. Even though it wasn't actually a knockdown, it got counted. Roley Mary with the nightmare came forward, tried to, to end the fight. Barroso lands two big overhand rights. Clocks him, clocks him again. Roley throws some straight punches. None of them land. One lands on her shoulder, and the other one, Barroso, ducks under and is looking to escape out to the center of the ring. And Tony Week stops the fight. Tony Weeks stops the fight, and it, it, it's horrible. It's horrible. There was no need at all for that fight to be stopped in either way, shape, or form. And this can only be seen as correct. There's no other thing. There's nothing else. There's no way. There's no way there's no way this fight didn't have some form of corruption to it because at, at, with how the fight was going with how the fight was going and the way and how Barroso looked after that knockdown even though it wasn't a knockdown there's no reason in the world that tony we should have looked at Barroso's and said yeah I need to stop this fight. As quickly as he did. There's no reason in the world. None at all. None whatsoever. And I don't say corruption lightly. Corruption is a very serious concern. It happens in the sport of boxing all the time. But I don't I don't I'm not I don't just go out my way and accuse everything of corruption. Left, right, and center. Because that's not the case at all. Normally, reps do their job like they're supposed to do. Normally, they do the best that they can do to make sure the fight goes as needed. Normally, it's the judges and commissions and promoters that are involved in the corruption process. But in this case scenario, with how dominant Brussels was in this fight, with how bad Romero looked in this fight and what he needed to win in this fight, which was a knockout. And to stop it that quickly, after Barroso was actively having success, even when he looked like he was in danger, even though he wasn't, that was one of the worst stoppages I've seen in boxing. One of the worst I've seen in boxing. There have been some horrible ones. There have been some terrible ones. There have been some outright travesties in this sport. And this would, this might top them all. This might top them all. because in the others, at least normally a punch actually lands. Not one punch landed in the sequence. Not one. And Russell's got stopped in a fluke that mind you, this is also Robin Barrosos of, of, of what would be the culminations of it of a incredibly heartfelt and, 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 and tumultuous career. Because you gotta forget, Tony Malign- Tony you put this on his Twitter, I believe. The fact that Brussels has had an up and down career, and this man has heart, heart and character like you wouldn't believe. This cat went into a fight in Wayans crying, and somebody, it might have been Tony, it might have been somebody else, asked, Why in the world is Brussels crying? And it was because of the fact that they got told that Brussels' wife had been kidnapped and murdered. For whatever reason, I'm not sure, but the, in any way, shape, or form, his wife was kidnapped, taken away from him, and murdered the, the, before this fight happened. Recently, it might have even been the night before this fight happened. He found out about it. And he still went and got into the ring for that fight. And that is it, it, an incredible show of dedication, an incredible show of heart, an incredible show of warrior spirit, when in the worst of times, you still find a way to get into the ring. It's horrible, I hate that he even went through that situation Hearing that, I wish he he wouldn't have fought I wish he would have pulled out To to take time to to handle his personal business Absolutely, it would have been completely justified No qualms whatsoever When something like that happens Oh, you should have called out I would have called Anybody would have called out the fight and said Nah, I can't do this And justifiably so Losing the love of your life Going through heartbreak and turmoil like that Absolutely, he should absolutely have not fought. But he went into it anyway because he wanted to. It was his choice, and he kept on doing it. Brother, that's some different level of dedication. That's something different. And he have fought through that and earned a shot here? In the, one of the biggest stages of his career, a shot at a title and he was winning and you rob him or something like that. Makes no sense whatsoever outside of the fact that this had to be corruption. It had to be. It had to be. And this is the problem with boxing every single time. You get something good going in the sport. Something Boxing always trips over its own feet. And I hate it for it. Love this sport, but I hate it as well. I've talked about this in the past as well. This is, I hate the fact that this is what this sport constantly does to itself. Because there's no way in the world Rolling volleyball should have won. And again, I don't throw out corruption lightly. But the only reason why that this would have happened and Tony Weeks would have stopped or would have had this week of a stoppage is because of the fact that 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 the promotion or the WBC, whoever the world is down the chain of command in terms of hierarchy, whether it was promoter, whether it was whether it was whether it was promotion, promoter, or whether it was a commission, had to put that if all else fails, if there's a point to stop the fight, you stop the fight. It's happened before. It's happened before on many occasions to save a fighter. Absolutely. Absolutely. They haven't been this egregious. This is, this is, it's terrible. It's terrible. It's terrible. Not only just this Rob Barroso of a legitimate championship that he should have had, that he should have today. That he should have right now. Well, this brings up questions about the house fighter in Rolly Romero. How good is he really? And that question, to be perfectly honest, is that he's not good. This this situation caused a conversation that should have been had a couple fights ago. Especially after the tank fight. But now it needs to be had. How good is Rolly Romero? And Rolly Romero is not a great boxer. He's not a great boxer. Yes, he's got power. Yes, he's got speed. He's got incredible fast twitch muscles. He built solid. I understand that. The brother is snappy. The brother got pop. We understand that. But he's not good. He is not good as a boxer. In this fight alone... All because of that tank fight that he got cold clock knocked out in. He went from being a fighter that was on the front for being aggressive. Willing to, to push the pace now to a fighter who completely on the other end of the spectrum, completely on the opposite end of the floor. Now he's uber conservative. Now he doesn't want to throw a punch. Now he wants to be a counter puncher to the tenth, to, to the umpteenth power. Butler wants to only catch you when he feels that he can counter you. That's it. And nothing else. And it showed in this fight. He said it was outboxing Barroso. No, he wasn't. No, he wasn't. He took what he learned from, he took the lesson that he learned from Tank and completely went the, 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 the to the extreme with it. And there's not throwing punches at all. He wasn't outboxing him. He was getting schooled by Barbaroso. Couldn't defend nothing. Couldn't stop the incoming pressure. Couldn't counter well at all. The times when he actually did or was able to get in flurries and actively uses his speed and power. Guess what? He went back to the old tried and true. Moving back, looking the counter. And it never worked. Kept getting hit with straight shots to the body. Straight shots to the head. Constantly put on the back foot. Constantly being chased around the ring. And not really any defensive ability at all. All that potential. All that power. You couldn't put it to use at all. Against a 40-year-old Barroso. Because I'm not knocking Barroso. I'm not. I'm knocking Rolly Romero. Because Rolly, right now, is showing the brother is not great. Tank exposed him, and this fight further exposed him. Fifteen and one with thirteen KOs. Oh, let's see who he's beat. Javier Martinez, nobody. Natsu, nobody. Her, uh, Hubbard? yeah, Hubbard, nobody. Keep going up. There, relatively nobody's on his resume. Early on in this fight. Jackson Martinez got took to a decision. Avery Sparrow knocked out. Not really a big name. Anthony Yigit. Okay. Uh, maybe. But that's it. That's really it. There's no real quality in any of his resume. And in any, and, and all of those fights. Excuse me. Uh-huh. Uh-huh. got tongue tied and in all of those fights he didn't show anything of this is a world beater oh this is a brother that belongs in the likes of a Devin Haney, a Teofimo Lopez a Lomachenko, a Ryan Garcia a Sandor Martin now that he's calling everybody in, like in, the lightweight or in the super lightweight division none of them he was never on that level with any of them. But because of his name, because of his knockout ability, and because of the fact that he's got a big mouth that he likes to run, he is marketable. And when you're marketable, you get favoritism. When you get favoritism, you can be protected. Even though he got knocked out to I mean, absolutely put out, just done away with by Tank Davis. Still, he was able to end his comeback fight to immediately get a shot at super lightweight after moving up. What the world? Makes no sense. That makes no sense. That's not something that should happen. It's not something that should happen at all. Not with him. Yes, we know some fighters can fight by their own rules. Roller and Merrill should not be one of those fighters. Roller Romero is a one trick pony. Who's got potential. Don't get me wrong. Don't get it twisted. He's got potential. He's got the. The tangible abilities. I see it. He's just not using it. At all. And it should have been known when he got knocked out by. was, Was it a flyweight. Featherweight. Somebody below his weight class in sparring got knocked out cold. The problems that he showed with Tank when you go up against somebody that actually knows what they're doing, anybody can beat him. Anybody can beat him. Like his sparring partner when he got knocked out and like Tank Davis when he knocked him out and like Barroso. When he was beating him and knocked him down in the third round and would have won by decision if the fight if the fight as it should have had gone to decision. And we would have been looking at the a new Super Lightweight with Toton Barroso. Romero is not a good boxer. Roland Romero has a big mouth. Roland Romero has a lot of jib jab talk. Sure he's got potential to him. Yeah, he's got speed. Yeah, he's got power. I get that. But he's got an awkward style that it can work for him. But more often than not, it works against him. And he's a fraud of a legitimate contender. He said he wanted to call out Ryan Garcia and wants to fight Ryan Garcia next. And I guarantee you, knock him out. Ryan Garcia will knock him out. There's no way in the world. He's not ready for anybody. He's not ready for reach, reach Prograde. He's not ready for Ryan Garcia. He's not ready for anybody, any of the legitimate contenders at Super Lightweight. Not one legitimate contender at Super Lightweight is he actually ready for. Not one. There's not one. Lipping yetz can take him out. Ramirez, we'll take him out. Again, Sandor Martin, we'll take him out. Ryan Garcia, we'll take him out. Pedraza, we'll take him out. Zapata, we'll take him out. There's no way in the world. None. None of them. Shoot, maybe even Richard Comey, maybe even will be able to put him out. Even though he's on kind of, kind of a, a down streak in his career. Ronald Romero is not a quality fighter. He is not a good fighter. He is easily exposed. Easily he's exposed. And this fight allowed for him to get away with that. He was losing this fight. He should have lost this title opportunity. He shouldn't have had this title opportunity. And he shouldn't be champion now. And the fact that. I hate the fact. That this is what boxing consistently does to itself. Constantly fumbles the bag after a big old success that was Ryan Garcia versus Tank. And then go, rolls right back into this. Stupid, ignorant decision-making by referees. That normally, again, like we said, Tony weeks is about a brother that Officiated Badu Jack. He might have been the but he might have he might have also been the brother that let Diego Corrales go in that filler fight when Diego Corrales looked like he was gonna be put out and instead got back and was able to win. I believe I could be wrong, but I believe Tony Week was also in that fight. He's been doing this for years. Normally, he's got a track where they're making great decisions. Could this be a mistake? Maybe so. Maybe this is just an honest mistake. Maybe, maybe, but it's incredibly hard for me to say that this was. During, due to all the circumstances surrounding this fight. Due to every circumstance surrounding this fight. It's hard for me to say that this wasn't something that was a last minute effort. To keep the quote unquote main guy. In good graces to keep him as champion. Or keep him as a champion. Or excuse me. Keep him as relevant. I guarantee you, if Romero had lost this fight, he would, we would know, sir. Everything I would have been saying right now would have been correct, but it would have been, yep, we should have known all along. Not he's a champion and he shouldn't be. It should have been, he was never, he was, he was never a real contender. But his mouth got him to where he is. That's what Roland is. He's not a great fighter, not a great boxer, doesn't have great footwork, has an awkward style that if he knew how to actively use it correctly against the best of the best, he would be able, he would be hard to fight. But he's not hard to fight. And Barroso showed it. I'm not saying Barroso is a world beater. No, I'm not saying that. What I am saying is Barroso, just with the threat of his power alone, was able to put Romero on the back foot and force him into a shell to the point that he had to fight in the side that was just, honestly, was stupid when you wa- were watching the fight. And that's Barroso. And Barroso, again, deserved this win. But uh, that, against anybody else in this division, and like Ryan and against Ryan Garcia, like you want to fight? Oh, this is gonna be a bad time for you. Yes, it will. You better believe it will. Gonna be in a world of trouble. A world of trouble. It's gonna be hard for you moving up. Cause now that you got you a target on your back. Oh, you better believe. Somebody like Parker will be more than happy to fight you and take your belt. Ryan Garcia more than happy to fight you and take your belt. Ramirez more than happy to fight you and take your belt. Because in my eyes, maybe I'm wrong, comment your thoughts and opinions on how you feel about it. But in my eyes, William Merrill is not a good boxer. Not at all, in my estimation. And this fight was a job to save his marketability. Because the way Tony Weeks normally refs, the way he refs this fight, how quickly he stopped this fight, it's hard for me to say anything except for something was up. So at the second that Barroso got hurt, good time to stop the fight. Even when he was never actually hurt. It's a pity and a shame. And it stinks of the corruption that has its hands all over the world of boxing today. All that we can do is, is petition, cry out, and hold people accountable. And just brings up a bigger question of who refs the refs. Who controls the officials? Who polices the police? Who polices the promoters? Who polices the judges? Who polices all these people? Who in the world is going to be able to relegate, excuse me, regulate what's going on in the world of boxing so that we don't run into these decisions so often? So that these situations don't continually transpire and we constantly have to keep asking why does this keep happening? Where is the national commission? Or an overarching commission that controls just the purity of the sport. Make it so that we don't run into these types of things again. A policing system for referees. Finding referees. Suspending referees when decisions are egregious like this. Same thing with judges. All of them. Also, why do we say this? Or why do I say this is also corruption? Why do I say this is also corruption? Excuse me. Because Tony Weeks and the Nevada State Athletic Athletic Commission both declined to get into the ring when they were questioned about what happened in this fight. None of them said a word. And I haven't heard something from any of them since. After the public outcry was what this was egregious. This was wrong. This was horrible and this smells of corruption. Not one word was said back at it. Not from Tony Weeks, not from the commission, not from anybody. And for me, in this situation, that is isn't an, an admission of guilt. I don't know what is. Truly, I don't know what is. We have to call a spade a spade. And this is outright corruption. Robbing a hard fought fighter of a title that he rightfully deserved. And this is exactly why we see what's going on not only just in the sport but with Rosemary Merrill particularly. At least in this fight. But I guarantee you, if he really wants to fight somebody like Ryan Garcia, this same treatment ain't gonna happen again. You're gonna have to actually earn the win. And I guarantee you, when push comes to shove, you ain't going to be shoving nobody to the ground like you did against Barroso if you're Rollo Romero. You instead are going to be put out and be knocked out and put on the ground. Because you are not, if you're little Romero, you are not good. You are not good. Because you got figured out by Tank and you got figured out by Barroso. Now every other legitimate contender at light at, at super at super lightweight that and most of them got popped legitimately and better know how to get to you than Barroso does. They will take you out because you're not that talented. You mount mounts writing checks that your butt can't cash. And you're about to be, and you're about to overdraw. You're about to overdraw. Granted, Willie Romero said, I I think, he didn't play up like he just whooped him, thankfully. Went and said, I think he wanted to fight. I wanted to fight. He should have continued, perhaps should have continued to fight. He knew it was robbery. He knew that was a horrible stoppage. He had to play it it off like you have to. You can't just admit something like that, at least in the world of boxing. Understandable how he said what he said, but also understandable that this exposed you to the point that I have no faith in any of the top 10 contenders in the super lightweight division. You have a shot at if they come to take your belt. None of them. None whatsoever. Not one whatsoever. Because Roland Romero is not a good fighter. He's not good at all. And as time progresses, like he just lost, he's, in my eyes, he's lost his last two. One against Tank, another against somebody who was last minute replacement. And now if you want to go up and ramp up against the best of the best in that division that you just got into and you're already having trouble, oh no. It's going to be a bad time. It's going to be a very, very bad time for you. But moving on to the next segment of the show. Now we have to talk about Devin Haney versus Vasily Lomachenko for the undisputed lightweight title happening this Saturday. Poised as a chess match. It's marketed as a chess match and it's going to be an outright chess match between those two. But who in fact, is going to win it against the two. Well, now let's break down the fight in particular between these two boxers. Of course, we know Devin Haney, 29 and 0, 15 KOs. Butler just beat George Cambosos twice to gain the undisputed lightweight title. Now going up against Patricia Lomachenko, formerly the unified lightweight champion at one point in time, has beaten Richard Comey. As beaten Luke Campbell, we know Loma's resume, the butts beating just about everybody was seen as one of the pound for pound best fighters in the world, outside of losing to Teofimo Lopez. In an upset victory, where Lopez boxed one of the best fights of his life. Understandably so. And again, I believe Loma Checo was injured. Understandably so, but that didn't take away from the win. And it didn't take away from the it did not take away from the result. This was a phenomenal fight. Absolutely. Between them two and this fight in particular. It's going to be incredibly engaging because now we have to look at who can outbox who. That's really the question. Who can outbox who in between these two masterful boxers in their own right? And the question comes down to really comes down to Devin Haney. This fight comes down to devin haney what can devin haney do to win this fight and if he can't capitalize on everything that he needs to do of course yeah that sounds like a given but there's a reason why i'm saying that. devin haney is the bigger man in this fight very much the bigger man in this fight even loma has lauded over how big devin haney is in the lightweight division but the brother's struggling to make weight at 135 this most likely will be the last time he fights at 135 before moving up if he retains. Most likely. Yes, it's, uh, I believe it's Pop said that he wants to stay and fight and reign, but we see the toll that's taking on his body. We know that he's outgrowing the division. And if he moved up, there's more power to him. There's plenty of other challenges. He can still move down to fight Tank if he wants to, let's say if he wins this fight. But the point still stands. We see what's the writing on the wall most likely for Devin Haney. Regardless of what happens in this fight. But most likely if he wins. But he's the bigger man. He's a longer man. And because of that, can he take advantage of that height and reach? Can he take advantage of that height and reach? And also can he take the early rounds from Loma? That's what he's going to have to do. Lomachenko is a slow starter. Lomachenko is a brother like Tank who wants to dissect the opponent, figure out what to do, and then once he gets the game plan, then turn it on. Again, we saw what happened in this TFM Lopez fight when Vasily Lomachenko fought him. Started out slow, lost half the fight, and then seventh round and on, won the rest of the fight except for round 12. And he went in once he figured them out, implemented the game plan and started turning up the motor. That's what Vecilio Lomacheco likes to do and will do against Devin Haney. Absolutely. The problem is, can you gain enough ground like T.F. Lopez did so that you have to worry about if he turns it on, now do I got to really fight to survive or can I now fight to protect? They're, They're two different things. Fighting to survive is when now you're in a situation where you have to win these rounds. Fighting to protect means hey, I can, I can go cruise control for a little bit and then turn it on and win one or two and then be and then cruise the rest of the way and have a victory. Two different things. Devin Haney likes to fight when he can fight to protect not fight to survive. Now, I'm not saying he's a fighter that runs away. No, I'm not saying that. What I'm saying is, that he's a, he is a fighter that that fights on points. He doesn't have a whole lot of pop. Again, 29 fights, only less than less than 15 knockouts. Not even 29 fights with 29. Yeah, no, 29 fights, 15 knockouts on the dot. Doesn't have a whole lot of pops. So he's not gonna just end you outright, but he will outbox you or attempt you. And with that, it'll be with that vaunted jab. If he does outbox you with anything, it'll be with one of the best jabs in the business today. Devin Haney's jab—it's incredible. We saw what he did to Cambosos for the majority of his fight. For the majority of both of the fights, saw so how much trouble it gave him. It was incredible. He's been doing that his entire career. His entire career. Strictly with one punch alone. He's been able to control distance, range, and the pace of a fight. And nobody's been able to find a way to get around him. And because of that jab, he has the ability to do what Lomachenko hates to do, which is force Lomachenko to fight on the back foot. Lomachenko cannot fight well moving backwards. He can fight, don't get me wrong, but I'm saying it's not his best attribute. It's one of his more weaker points in his game. He's not a brother that likes to fight when he's on the back foot, on the back burner, getting pressure. If he is getting pressure, he'll angle out and try to switch the pressure, get you on the ropes, and then come forward. But Devin Haney has such a good, good ability to control distance and make sure that that doesn't happen that he could come forward while making sure that, Demi, that Lomachenko can't necessarily use his angles like he needs to to fully capsul- or capitalize on his ability to get fight on the inside and that potentially could be done with just the jab potentially I'm not saying it will I'm saying potentially because we know that's his greatest weapon but on Loma's side, to win this fight. What is it that he has to do? Well, the one thing that he has to do, he's got to get around different Haney's jab. Of course, that's the best thing. That's the biggest thing. He's already said in interviews that he, are, that he knows exactly what he needs to do and how to get around that jab. We'll wait and see. We will wait and see whether that is the case. But right now, the question is, how do you get around the overarching length and strength Or length and size. Of. Somebody like Devin Haney. Who masterfully knows. How to control distance. Using the best weapon in boxing. Which is the jab. And if he can get around the jab. Then he can also do. What Devin Haney hates to do. Which is fight on the back foot as well. Neither of these fighters like to fight. Moving backwards. None of them do. But in all actuality. It could be seen that Devin Haney may be worse fighting on the back foot than Lomachenko. Potentially. Potentially. Potentially that could be the case. And it's because of Devin Haney's defense when he's on the back foot. Devin Haney's a slick box. absolutely. Devin Haney he's, 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 he can, he can move, can, can jump back, can do everything you need to do defensively. One of the smartest boxers in the... One of the smartest boxers... In the world today. No doubt about it. But the problem is that the way he defends. At times. Specifically against volume punchers. On the inside. It can be a problem. It can be a legitimate problem. Like against Diaz Jr. Like against Cambosos Jr. A couple times. Not many. But a couple times when Cambosos became aggressive. Devin Haney is susceptible to being hit and is also susceptible to being rocked let's not forget the brother when he who was who who was who was the cat who was the cat when he fought against where is he at where's he at ah where's the fight where is the where is the fight when he got rocked in in um Jorge L- was it was it Lenardis? Was it was it Lenardis? I think it was Lenardis. I think it was against Lenardis. When he almost got knocked, he, at minimum he got wobbled. Minimum he got wobbled against Lenardis. And again, respect to Lenardis, Jorge Linares, the 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 brother is, again, was the same size, understandably so, and got caught in flush with a straight right. Absolutely. Loma and Checo can do that exact same thing. But he's even more precise than Lenore is at his peak. Loma, if he gets on the inside, can do some serious damage and can really capitalize on that wobble state even if the round ends or even after the round ends because mind you Leonard wasn't able to get back and take him out or push him to that same brink again after he got rocked Devin Haney won the rest of the fight afterwards but Lomachenko if he catches him or oh, he'll catch him again it's not going to be a one time thing with Devin Haney I've Not seeing Devin Haney can't take a punch again Demi may be able to actually put Lomacheco down in this way. Not knock him out. Put him down because Lomacheco's also been caught and put down. Ironically enough, by Jorge Linares. So both against the same fighter have shown that they're susceptible. Both against the same fighters have shown that they are able to be hurt. The only problem is is that one hasn't faced somebody that can actively capitalize on that hole on a repeated basis, and the other one has. Technically, both of these, in a technical aspect, in terms of technical boxing ability, both of these are probably going to be the, the hardest fights in terms of IQ and outthinking the other. Lomachenko, yes, we know Lomachenko fought and lost against female Lopez, understandably so, but Loma was smarter than Tio. Tio was able to use his length or his size and strength more so than outboxing him to really take advantage of that fight. He didn't outthink him necessarily. He just used the weight and the threat of his strength to deter Loma doing what he wanted to do. Getting it to a point where, if it got it, if it got to a point where he they needed to just win rounds, he could then just go for broke, like he did in the twelfth round. Because now he instilled the threat of his power, even before the fight was even established. But it wasn't until Loma got over the threat of his power that then he started outsmarting Lopez, Devin Haney, and Lomachenko. Are probably the two smartest fighters that either have faced in going against each other. So this idea of a chess match is absolutely warrant. But the question is, in essence for Devin Haney, is this is Devin Haney's fight to lose. Because Lomachenko, if Lomachenko gets around that jab, there's a legitimate question of what else does Devin Haney have he doesn't have a whole lot of pop, like he said before. Just, I don't think that Loma is going to be able to not withstand the, the power of Haney. Even if Devin Haney sits down on his punches. Because we saw him sit down against Cambosos. And Cambosos didn't go down. Cambosos went all 12 rounds. And he sat down against Cambosos because he f- hadn't figured out and read like a book. All the way through. That's why he was able to just sit down. And just start throwing and wailing. I liked it. I said when that fight happened. I hope he does that more often. I said I would love to see that Devin Haney more and more. But the point still stands. That if even though that is a Devin Haney that can't come out. He only brings that Devin Haney out. When he has you fully figured out. But he won't try to hurt you. But sitting down on punches and just trading, going for book, it's not Devin Haney's style. But he might find himself having to do that against somebody like, say, Lomachenko. If Lomachenko can actively get around that jab and force Devin Haney on the back foot where he doesn't like to fight as well. And if that does happen, now there's a legitimate question of whether or not Devin Haney can recover. Because the only form of recovery. That I know Devin Haney's is going to be able to do. That he does often in this fight. Is clinch up. Whenever the opponent has success. It's legitimate tactic. We may not like it. We hope the ref. We may hope. I hope that the ref calls it more stringently. In this fight. If he does continue to clinch up. Like he's been doing in the past. Without warning. But the point still stands. That he will clinch if. Lomachenko starts to get a rhythm, starts to get aggressive, starts to have success on the inside. The problem with that is that Lomachenko is willing to fight out of the clinch and won't let the clinch happen. Now you're going to get somebody that won't accept being in the clinch. Now you're going to get somebody that will actively look to, if you get in the clinch, to fight out of it and either A, score points, or B, make such a ruckus that the ref then. Has to stop. And it has to force you to actually box. And it has to force you to break up and get back to a to a legitimate boxing stance. And if Devin Haney can't use the clinch effectively to nullify the offensive pressure that Lomachenko can bring with his angles, with his footwork, with his speed, with his precise punching, We might be looking at a new undisputed lightweight champion. We very well might be. So, in this fight, it comes down to the jab. The jab and the clinch on Devin Haney. If Devin Haney can't consistently establish and land that jab to control the distance and control this fight. And can't use the clinch to actively nullify any forward progress from Lomachenko. It's fair to say that Lomachenko might be able to actively take this fight. It's very fair to say. It's fair to say that if those two don't happen, if those two situations don't happen, we could be seeing Lomachenko as the new... Unif- unspirited, excuse me, lightweight champion. But if they do have him, if he is able to control distance with the jab if he is able to use his jab to constantly score if he's able to effectively use the clinch like he's been doing in the past to nullify Lomachenko's forward game nullify his inside pressure and make sure the fight continues to stay at his own pace at his own distance Now we're looking at a different story. Now we're looking at maybe Devin Haney will be able to retain. If this is in fact his last fight at lightweight, even though he said he wants to stay in reign, which Pop said he wants to stay in reign at lightweight as undisputed champion. Maybe so. If he did it, I would applaud him. I even said before, I would love to see him do it. If he does do it. Even though I do want him to move up, because I think it would be better for him. Health wise and body wise. I think we'll be able to see the we'll be able to see the best Devin Haney if he moved up to 140. But if he does do that, if he does clinch, jab, use footwork, use his size, and make sure that Lomachenko is on the back foot consistently and all the time, we can very we could very well be seeing. And still. Excuse me, we could very well be saying, and still, no doubt about it. But as all fights come down to, especially this fight, adaptability, we've seen somebody like Lomachenko against bigger and stronger opponents, adapt, come back and win, and or come but around... Short of winning, like he did in the TFM Lopez fight, one round short, he would have won that fight. That's it, he was running one round away from winning that fight. Devin Haney, are you as adaptable as Lomachenko? Because you're gonna have to be doing a lot more. Excuse me, let's say Lomachenko's adaptability shines and he does get around the jab and his angles are becoming too much for you. How are you going to adapt to him? Cause the second you start adapting to him, now you're playing his game. Now you're playing Lomachenko's game. If you can't establish the game plan that you want to first and foremost, now you get to a point where if you do in fact find yourself succumbing to Villalomista's game plan to find yourself having to adapt to what he's doing. He's got you. Because then every other adaptation that you do from that point on is going to be predicated on what he's going to do. And at that point, he's got you in the palm of his hand. Loma then has you in the matrix. And if he's got you in the matrix, there's nothing you can do. Because you're now under his control. You are at his whim. Because now you are reacting to him instead of him reacting to you. And if that happens, we're looking at a new, undisputed, lightweight champion. So who do I have in this fight, to be perfectly honest? It's really up in the air, but... I got Lomachenko. I got Lomachenko winning this fight. Because I need to see, I need to Devin Haney to prove to me against somebody of the caliber of Vasily Lomachenko that outside of the jab and the clinch, that you have more in your arsenal that you can use to become adept at being successful. At least against this high of an opponent. Yes, we've seen you You use other tools against other fighters. But none of them, none of them have been on the level of Lomachenko. They have. And now your greatest weapon to, that you can use against him is, again, your jab, your size, and the clench. But if you can't do that, what other things do you have in your arsenal? That can be seen as effective against this high caliber of a fighter that you haven't faced yet before. Yeah, and when it comes down to that, I need to see him show me something before I can say that this is his fight to win, because right now it's his fight to lose. I'm not saying he can't win. I'm not saying he won't win. I'm saying this fight is his fight to lose because if he gives up control, he's going to lose his fight. If he's able to keep control, he wins his fight. If he's able to keep control, he wins his fight. Absolutely. But if he starts adapting to what Lomachenko's doing instead of Loma adapting to what he's doing, oh, it's over. It's over. I, I they have this fight probably split decision Lomachenko. At worst at worst majority decision. We may even see a knockdown. Who knows? May even see a knockdown. Who knows? Could be exciting. No, will be excited. Excuse me. That could be on un- shoot, that would be, oh my gosh. But the point still stands. Knock down or not. I gotta say Lomachenko winning this fight because I don't know if Devin Haney can actively keep control with the jab and with his best tools this entire time. And if he has to go and turn into an adaptable fighter against Lomachenko, it's not that he doesn't have the skills to do it. It's the fact that that's exactly what Lomachenko wants you to do. He wants you to adapt to him. Because if you adapt to him, he can be like water. And take on any shape in the world. That's the thing. Because now Lomachenko's not fighting to get out of a vase. Now you're fighting to contain him. And he's changing shape left, right, and center. In terms of the water analogy. That's what this fight is with, with Vasily Lomachenko versus Devin Haney. It's a chess match. And who can control the board for the longest amount of time? Because if Devin Haney doesn't take control early, like he needs to, like TFM Lopez did, if Devin Haney doesn't take control like like TFM Lopez did, when he fought him for the first six rounds, I don't think that Devin Haney's going to be able to win because now you going up against a savant boxer just like you. But I've seen Lomachenko be way more adaptable and have way more to figure out than with Devin Haney. Devin Haney's mastered one aspect of the game absolutely in terms of the jab distance control. And utilizing his size and utilizing his ability to keep you at bay and stopping your momentum. But Lomachenko has mastered multiple ways of attack from multiple different angles. He's not a one-trick opponent because because every trick is something different with him. It almost looks like he doesn't know what he's going to do from time to time. He's mastered the art of unpredictability. And that's one of the hardest things to game plan against. So because of that, that's why I think Devin Hayes going to win this fight. We're going to have to see on Saturday night because this is going to be one spectacle of an event. But as for now, this has been another edition of The World Report. I've been your host, Jean. I've been your host, Jean LeGros. Thanks for listening. Thanks so much for watching. I have had so much fun on this episode with you today. Make sure you leave a like on the video, comment, thoughts, and opinions. Subscribe to the channel and and, and share the channel and share the video with everybody. No. we can build up this empire again, like we said before. Thank you so much, man. We're on every remember we're on every major podcasting platform, Spotify, Google Podcasts, Apple Podcasts, wherever you can find us. We're right there. I've been John McWhorter. You've been my beautiful viewers and listeners. Peace and love. We are out of here.